Hey, 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 and welcome to episode 32 of Free the Geek FM. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. How many times can someone say welcome in an intro? I don't know. Anyway, how have you been? What has been happening? I can't speak for you, obviously. I'm not there with you. But where I am sitting here, in very cloudy southern Bavaria, or Bayern to the locals, actually, technically speaking, it is Franconia, if I were to be absolutely, truly correct. Anyway, that's a long backstory I'm going to get into some other time. Where I'm sitting right now, would you believe it, it is actually sunny. Sunny so much that my arm is so totally warm. Oh, oh, it reminds me of being back in Queensland in Australia. Why is that important? Because, little tip, a little completely aside tip, Bavaria is the cloudiest part of Germany, and Germany is the cloudiest country in Northern Europe. Anyway, that aside, I hope wherever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever time of day, whatever day of the week, it is working out for you. Things are going well, you've had some wins, and you're not feeling sort of too under the pump, too under the thumb, those kinds of negative stresses. Because, really? Life should be, well, okay, occasionally stressy, but generally on the whole, on the up and up. Which segues in quite beautifully to my guest for this episode. He is my old mate, Mr. Najaf Ali. We have been friends for, I actually don't remember. We worked, well, we almost worked together at a company called WebGains in the UK. And I was there in, I think it was 2008, if memory serves correctly. And he came in a bit after I left. So what would you say? Well, we'll say 2009, roughly, give or take six months. And the reason that I asked him to come on the show is that he runs a pretty cool Ruby on Rails consultancy called Happy Bear Software. Now, I have no idea where the name comes from, but I really like it. And I hope Happy Bear Software sticks in mind. At least it did for me. Now, the reason that I asked him to come on is because what he did, as he will talk through partly in the podcast, in the episode, is that he went from being a software development consultant and freelancer, a lot like many people I know and a lot like myself, and then transitioned over the course of time into running a software development consultancy business. And it's really cool because the way he talks about it is he shares this warts and all account of what it was like. He shares that he had the ups and the downs and made all sorts of mistakes. The reason why this is important is because you can get so many people and they will kind of give you this really glossed overview, this idea of, well, I've made it and I'm a legend. And let's not go back and look at what all the things that I did all those years ago. Let's just look at the good now. But if you're starting out, if you're going down that path, if you're partly down that path and you're making mistakes, that kind of, what would you say, self-indulgent attitude doesn't help. I, I can understand if someone doesn't necessarily want to talk about it and they only want to focus on the wins. That's wonderful, but I don't see how it helps. So that is why I've been really excited to have him on the show. And he absolutely gives, 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 which is also very cool. Now, here are a few little nuggets, a few little gems from what he shared. He said that if you want to go from being a consultant to running a company, unless you make it a, a personal thing that you totally buy into... Unless you're prepared to fully build up the business, make it an awesome place to work, really invest in the people that work for you, likely don't do it. 
and just stay as a solo operator. He says you, you've absolutely got to commit to doing it 100%. You've got to commit to the people you bring on and to bringing in more work on a consistent basis. I mean, partly because that's how that kind of business operates. But if you don't, if, if you win, it'll probably might maybe be okay. But otherwise, it'll probably fall in a heap. You might end up blowing your reputation and it'll be worse off than if you'd never done it. So it's interesting to hear that he's so honest about that and it really took that level of commitment. There was no, oh, I just started one day and it worked and it was amazing and it just happened for me. Because honestly, when does that ever actually happen? I mean, I don't want to say that you have to work seven days a week, 14 hours a day. You can, an ex-mentor of mine often remarked quite proudly that he does do that. At least he did in the day, don't know if he still does now. And hey, yes, he's a very, very, very wealthy man. But how many of us have that level of energy, that level of dedication? And let's remember, you can get sick, you can get worn down, your life can change. What was that thing John Lennon said? Life's what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. And if you're like me recently, in the last three years, you get this random set of health issues that nail you. No matter what you want to do, it's just, hi, I'm here to let you know that today you will be in bed, you will be exhausted, and all those plans that you made, not going to happen. Oh, and one other thing he said was that perhaps if you're thinking of having kids, if you've just had kids, if you just had your second, third, or fourth child, maybe such a monumental or a significant shift in your career, in your life, isn't a good thing. Now, if you want to kind of hear the full, interesting to and fro on that section of the conversation, you've got to wait till close towards the end. But it's a good chunk of the way in, but it's really worth listening for. And then another point that he leaves also largely towards the end is that question of delegation. Look, it's great that you can be that super stellar developer and business owner, but no one can do all of it at the same time. I mean, eventually it'll come a point where you have to delegate something away. Otherwise, you just, things either won't work, they'll fall in a heap, or you'll just head so rapidly towards burnout. So the question is, after a while, look for the things that you don't need to do yourself and see how you can offload or delegate or even not do those anymore in some way, shape or form. And one last little point of right at the end, he said, there's going to be, and I quote, a lot of things that you don't know that you don't know. So if you're keen to do this, if you're keen to create this kind of business, be ready for the ride. Anyway, it's a decently, wonderfully awesome chat. I hand over to our fireside chat and I'll see you afterwards for a little bit of a quick recap. I had a brief little bit of a look that Happy Bear is... It's still going, still going strong, I see, or at least from the website. I mean, we have a website. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So it's, I'm assuming, am I correct in saying it's still a thing and that's that's business or is there business is now something else? No, no, that's definitely business. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, like that's um, my main thing. It has been my main thing for the past, it's coming up to five years now. It's basically a... A Ruby on Rails consultancy. Uh, it started with me just kind of contracting, uh, and it, the the company was just a vehicle for my contracting, effectively. Mm-hmm. And then, 
uh, I had some freelance work as well and I couldn't do both the freelance work and the contracting. And so I thought it might be a good idea to hire someone to help me mm-hmm. with that. Uh, and then one thing led to another and five years later, here we are, uh, basically. That's that's the long and short of it. I never, I never kind of started out with the goal of starting a development consultancy, but uh, that's just kind of the way things panned out. Because it's interesting that you mentioned that because at the moment, um, I just had, oh, it would have been touch before Christmas. Um, I was a little bit late in the in the follow up to a, a client who, or a potential client who, got in touch on like tech doc side of thing. Right. And I just I just looked at things and thought I I just can't do this. I I can't do all of this on my like my existing workload, and that as well. And I looked and thought, okay, right. do I? Uh, in the email to him, I said, look, I can either look for somebody. Or I can, you know, it was part of a, it's a community of, of tech writers and stuff uh, called Write the Docs. And I said, I can look for somebody there. Because at that point, it was, you know, I was coming up to Christmas and I'm just wearing out. But I was thinking, right. at this point, do I just say, okay, I will, I can't do it because I would be working 50, 60 plus hours a week. And I just look for somebody and say, here you go, I, you know, matchmake, if you will. Or do you change approach and, okay, now we'll uh, create like a a business or a consulting business to take on that. My only hesitancy in that is because I'd never done that before. I'd always been like, you know, developer, team lead, freelancer and whatnot. And so I'm curious. I would love to to actively pick your brains about how you made the decision, (laughs) if you were to say I'd love to say, um, yeah, just try it. It'll be easy. <laughs> I'd love to say, like, just give it a crack. Um, what could go but, wrong, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. well, um, yes. So, so, so basically, uh, I made every mistake you could possibly make uh, in the process of hiring people um, and getting them to do the work. I put people on projects that weren't ready for the work. I put people on projects that were overqualified for that work. Um, I managed them badly. I ended up having to fire people uh, because of bad financial management. I ended up having to fire people because of cause. And basically, every every difficult lesson you learn as a manager, um, you know, I'm going to curse myself if I say that. Okay, well, what I'm going to say is I've learned, I've been through a lot of difficult situations mm-hmm. as a manager of doing this, and I would suggest that unless like you make it a personal goal of yours that you know this is the kind of business that you want to learn actively uh how to be good at and then and then have a goal of like it being successful in like five maybe ten years or something like that uh, i would suggest you don't jump into this particular business which is uh i think we're talking about basically having some technical skill or ability that you then give to uh, when that you charge your your time for the t- charge for your time and then you then instead of doing it yourself you hire someone to do that uh, on your behalf um uh, unless you're like willing to commit to you know, training that person up, building a good place to work, um, uh, all of the things that come with management, which is its whole other separate profession. And on top of that, have the work lined up to keep them busy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suggest that it's just very, very difficult to make that a successful model unless you kind of go all in. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the long and short of, of what I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah, like I, don't get me wrong. Like in, in, in the, the playful tone of, of the voice, there is the the appreciation of this is something I've never done before. I don't know yeah. what it would entail, and to just go, oh, well, like what's the worst that could happen? Ha ha ha! It'll be fine. It's just 
you know, it's it's like there's there's a road smash in the future, or my my or sense a, of not a number of them that like like just branches <laughs> that you hit over like into your face over and over again, and and like yeah, sure, it's been extremely painful to mm-hmm. to get to where we are now, and I'm light years ahead of uh, where I was even a year ago in my thinking about a lot of these things. Um, and in the end, we survived. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would feel no shame whatsoever if in it turned out that, or, or if things had panned out differently, and in like year two or year three, we'd had to, you know, file for bankruptcy or something like that, mm-hmm. because there's just so many things we took on uh, in terms of like me. Instead of me saying, okay, well, we're not good at hiring, so we won't hire, or we're not good at finance, so we won't think about it too much. I just said, look, I suck at everything, and we have to get better at everything, and then just starting from like like square one on all of these things. And it's only now that we're getting to a point where we're not surviving on just blind luck mm. and like just like oh, getting the business in. We're actually doing things on purpose that have effects. Um, and I would argue that a lot of, of what led us to still survive as a company and grow to where we are now is luck more than anything else. We happened to get like certain deals at certain times that meant we were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very easy to envision like a version of events where we didn't have that luck and I had to wrap up the business say a year ago or, or six months ago or something like that. That's really interesting. So, but when you say luck, and I don't want to get airy fairy. I mean, I live in Germany, so you know I've had a lot of that okay, beaten right, out yeah. of me. Um, <laughs> no offense Good. to the German mates who are listening to that and who are probably swearing at me. Anyway, that said, there's one way of saying, okay, this was luck. But then on the other hand, there's the aspect of you know all those things that you learned, which then changes your thinking. Sure. sure. Would you say? <laughs> It's just my thoughts of, of rambling thoughts of is it sort of luck or you kind of learn and you see things differently, but it can still feel like luck. Uh, so, yeah, and, and the thing is that that kind of feeds in on itself, right? So, mm-hmm. so one, of, um, uh, one of the really interesting things uh, that I realized in terms of this whole luck thing as well is that about two years ago... Um, I sat down and I said to my, I wrote, I wrote in my journal, you know, like the central problem of this business is that we don't have like work when we want it, right? If I had a new deal that was perfect for our company, land in our lap um, every month, like one new deal, that would be more than enough to grow the consultancy to like 10 people right, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. And I thought, well, if, if only we could just make this thing happen. Like if only we, I could take some actions such that um, I you know, make this one deal per month happen, then every, all of our sort of problems would be solved. We could, ha- we could figure everything else out if, as, as long as that w- was taken care of. And so what I did based on that is I, I made like a complex mental model of like how we got all of our work so far. Uh, spoiler alert, it was all through referrals and word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good enough for me to just say, look, okay, well, we just have to wait until we get more word of mouth. I wanted that one deal per month. I wanted control over it. I wanted to be able to take some action mm. and uh, and have that as the result. And, you know, I, I figured out that basically I need in my network to know about 200 people that are the type of people that refer work to us. And that's people who, they're people like you, uh, they're people uh, who are kind of like a senior level uh, as a developer or team lead or something like that, um, who are, for one reason or another, positively disposed towards us, mm-hmm. uh, who know what we do. Uh, and when an appropriate project comes up in their like their vicinity, their, their, their periphery, they will remember us, right? So, so basically what I needed is these 200 people. And I went, I did, I did like tons of networking. I, I, I set up events. I did all this stuff. And 
and six months of that, six months later, like after that, um, I noticed that all the deals we had, even though I was doing all that activity, all the deals we had were still just like these random events, these people who I hadn't focused on, who had just come out of the ether, just out of plain luck. So I'd, I'd go and do all of these things. I'd work those leads, I'd follow them up. But the ones that actually turned into work were people who just came out of nowhere that I hadn't been working on at all. So that's why I say that like, it really feels a lot of the time that I've done this all this work, but in actuality, in like the, if you look at the, the deals that actually turned into work, I could have just not done that work, waited three months, and I still would have had that work. So, so I still would have had those deals land, land in my lap. Um, is there is am I is there some I don't know some magical force in the universe that sees me doing all this work and then grants me this wish? I don't know, but it doesn't feel like uh, all the time, at least, that I'm doing. Um, uh, things that actually land me this work. Some, a lot of times it feels like I'm kind of spinning my wheels and the work comes to us anyway. And that's why I say it feels like luck a lot of the time. That's really interesting because the, then the question would then have to be asked is to how do people find you? Because if it's not from the ones that you actively go out and you do the networking and follow up and shake hands or glad hand or whatever you want to call it and and create the the scenario where people can find out about you and what you do... And, and why you rocket it and so on, then how did they find you? Or it, it- yeah, so so I'll give you some examples of like 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 practically okay um, how it ends up. So um uh so some of the, the activity does result in in work. So we have um so I, I've done like talks about Ruby uh, at the London Ruby User Group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did one in like 2013. So, uh, well, I've done a bunch of them. But one of them I did in 2013. And then on LinkedIn, this person like messages me randomly and says, hey, I saw your talk you did in 2013. Mm-hmm. Do you have availability for work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, All right, then. Yeah, sure. Um, another one, you know, we have uh, a couple of people who I'm just kind of friends with who are in my network um, who... I don't have to do much work to uh, to get their attention. Like I, I'm, they're they're in my kind of company, uh, or the, my my networking Slack team. Um, and I would I would argue that out of four out of the five deals we landed in 2017 were just through this one person, right? Mm-hmm. So I could have just made really good friends with that one person and and got four of those deals without doing any of the rest of the networking. Right? Uh-huh. So yep. um and and meeting him again was 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 pretty much blind luck um so uh look, i'm not i'm not saying that like every everything we do is uh, like actively do to get work is completely useless obviously it does turn into work sometimes it just it, it just feels like it would be quite almost arrogant to say that the work that we did landed us with with uh those deals because a lot of the time you know if we just sat and waited and done nothing we still would have got, got that work yeah i i honestly get what you're saying because when Oh, when I was getting into doing, I was sort of starting off with the the technical writing freelancing, um, which kind of admittedly was a thing that was organically came out of something. It wasn't necessarily a conscious choice. Yeah. Um, I was, I think, well, what was I doing? I, w- I was, I thought I will write for a lot of different places so people can see you, right? Oh, wow, there's this person. He, he quote unquote p- appears everywhere. And then I'll do yeah. this and I'll do that. And then after a while, you know, and I was on this platform and that platform and that platform. And after a while, I noticed that one company was where I got it all. I would ask, people would either tell me directly, hey, I've seen you're writing on Codeship, uh, the Codeship blog. Would you want, you know, 
do you have time to, to do stuff for us? Or I'd say, hey, you know, we'd have a great discussion and, and whatnot. And I'd say, curiously, where'd you find out about me? Oh, yeah, the code shop, code ship blog. And right. so it was the same feeling thinking, so if I scrapped everything else and just did that, I could have slept, I don't know, double the time. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but then, the, you know, there's, there's two um, follow-ups to that, right? So mm. the first one is... Um, while you're doing that stuff, you don't know which thing it's going to be, right? Yep. Like, so you ha- you have to do like 17 different things. And the, let's say, you know, I don't know how he does, but, but this code ship blog was just one thing that you were writing on. And you didn't know at the time that it was the exactly. code ship blog that would get you all this work, right? So you kind of have to like, like and, and I guess it's the same thing with us, right? Like, um, you know, I say this, this one guy got us all this work, but I, I made friends with, you know, like 20 guys like this guy, right? And I didn't mm. know it was going to be him that would get us that work. So I suppose that that, that is deliberate. And the other thing that I'm, I'm guessing that you're better at now than you would have been when you started is when you get an opportunity, uh, when someone sort of uh, says, hey, I'm interested in that work, uh, in working with you, I bet you're much better positioned now than you were back then to, to really like just sign that deal effectively, right? So whatever, yeah. so let's say, I'll give you an example for, from us. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, this company, so that one of our past clients uh, rec- said that, you know, this other company is hiring developers and they want to think, talk about having contractors and, you know, your name came up and I said, all right, well, I'll go speak to them. And, uh, you know, the, some client meetings, that first meeting are very much like them assessing you about, uh, you know, your, your the th- things about your company and the rest of it. Mm. Um, but in this in this case, I got very much the feeling that they they were trying to prove themselves to us, right? And I was trying to figure out why. And and it turns out that, like, um, the person speaking to me had read a bunch of stuff I'd done. He'd been, he'd seen conference talks I'd done. He'd seen conference talks, talks that develop, the developers working for me had done, right? So they'd mm-hmm. build up this image of themselves, of our company as this team of experts, right? Uh, which means that like, fine, we didn't get the work because of all that work we did in terms of marketing and, and promoting ourselves. Mm-hmm. But when we got into the sales conversation, suddenly the, the, the dynamic there changed completely such that, um, you know, it was a much easier thing for us. It was much easier to justify our rates and things like that. So yeah, obviously, like all this activity that we do does have effects and all the rest of it. It's just that I, I still have difficulty pinpointing uh, exactly how we get to that work in the first place. Uh, whereas, whereas, yeah, it's, it's obviously clear that you know when we get that when we get it, we're very good at actually stealing those deals. Yeah, it is. It's it's funny like these overlaps of experiences, because you would, I guess the 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 thing that motivated me quite some time ago was when I was at Web Gains and <laughs> good times. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, they were I. So, so for your audience, uh, I don't know if they know. So the, the reason we, Matt and I know each other is because um, uh, I used to work at a company called Web Games, which Matt worked at before I was I was there. So we ran into each other in like the drinking parties afterwards and, and then stayed in <laughs> touch after that. <laughs> you've, you've let my secret out, mate. I was, I was giving this wholesome, healthy dad image. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He did work for an affiliate marketer that one time, yeah. Uh, but... Um, yeah, no, those those were they were good times. Um, yeah, I was trying to think actually earlier whether it was at the same time or whether I had gone and then, but I was still around because of uh, because of Mel. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, my lovely German wife. But it it was around that time, and then it was at the I ended oh, just when the the global financial crisis kicked in because. Wow, yes. 
Okay, well, so the, so the, the story is this, is that it was, it was coming around to that time and I was technically a full-time employee, but I, the, the reason that I was employed there was for a, a project of the parent company. And oh, I, I didn't know any of this. This is interesting. Ah, I do now. Um, yeah. I'm going to cut bits of it just because I'm not sure how much I should say. But anyway, so anyway, so what happened was that that it, it seemed to be all sort of going well. And then sort of word came down from on proverbial high that, no, 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 no we, uh, we don't need that project anymore. This is probably the, the, the very short version of this. And so myself and a handful of others were like, okay, well, it's, it's been nice knowing you. Um, catch you later. And I thought at that point, or in the, in, in the week or two that followed, I kind of thought, it's great that I've learned all these skills. Um, you know, whether, you know, uh, software design, PHP specifically, databases, whatever. But without a job, the, the skills in part kind of feel pointless. Because I still have to go, or what I saw at the time, as cap in hand to, you know, one employer after another. And dear Lord, I hated the idea of talking to a recruiter. Right. Or, or at least the experiences that I had in the UK have um, not left me with a positive taste in my mouth. And so, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm putting the, the clean look on this as best I can. Um, and... So, okay, so even, even say, let's say things went well, and I wasn't a conference speaker at the time, I didn't do a lot of blogging, if anything, at the time, so I didn't necessarily have a profile, I was just another developer. And so even so, right, so you, you were let go from one company, and then you wanted to go find something else, and it might take you, say, a couple of weeks, and I think the average was like up to three months, kind of thing, to, to, from word go to being into a role. Then there's the month... Of, of working, so you've, sorry, so you've had three months, then you've had a month in the role until you actually get cash. And that seemed like a right. hell of a long turnaround time. Right. And, I, and I didn't know anything about it at the time because I'd always worked for somebody but thought there has to be a better way. So anyway, fast forward through to the freelancing time and this is where I'm linking into what you were just talking about. Where now I get people getting in touch. There's no big long, um, hi, I'm a wonderful person, you know, tell me about yourself. I've done this, 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 this. I've worked for that person and that person and all this thing. You're effectively pre-qualified because they contacted you. Right. you know, they've seen examples of your work, whether it be writing, whether it be code, whether, as you said, you know, various uh, people that work in the company have given various talks. So that's got that pre-qualification in their mind, at least in my own experience, the discussion we have is just, can we work together for one? You know, okay, I've seen all this stuff about you. Now I want to talk to you specifically and just get a feeling in my mind of whether we could get on together, whether we see, would see things in a similar way. Um, and those kinds of questions, they usually have that feeling that, well, I'm comfortable that they can do whatever it is that I would need them to do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be calling them. Right. And so that kind of left me in a... It's it's a much better. I find it a much better dynamic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. it's just, you're not you're not kind of trying to like um, bend over backwards to mm. to uh, you know accommodate them. I mean, look. So you know, in our sales calls, like we often we do have to like do the song and dance, right? But the 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 first thing we do uh, in the sales call straight away is 
try and find reasons um, that they're, they're just not going to be a good fit for us, right? And when we, we iterate through a bunch of things, like things like, you know, are they comfortable working remotely? Do they have experience managing a software team? Have they done this before, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do they have some in-house design or, or management that can oversee a project like this? And if they can't, um, you know, then we ask them to, to justify that. Like, well, well, you know, to justify like the idea of working with us, right? And so immediately... We, we we ask them to, to show that, that, you know, there's evidence that we're going to be a good fit for each other. Um, and I think that in some way kind of builds um, uh, a kind of trust on, on their side because they know that we're not going to say yes to everything. We're going to try and make sure that we have a positive experience with them. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so even if you don't have that, we, sometimes and sometimes we don't have that, that social proof going in. We do some of the time, but not always. Um uh, it, it's it's helped us to at least be a bit selective with who we work with and like be vocal about that in the conversation. I guess that's it, and I think that's a really good thing because you know if you just say yes to everybody, it's just going to be like one mess after another. Or I would I would tend to believe that it's just a matter of time before it just falls apart. Whereas yeah. as you say, if you and I guess it's like the person that let's have a reference of a full-time employee if you go in and they say okay do you have any questions or what you know and then you'd say do you do these things you know for example do you do testing do you do do you have like a ci pipeline those sorts of things no okay well i'm sorry but i i just don't work in that way you know you, you you know how you work best and you're prepared to to stand behind that yeah and and i like what you say you know it breeds confidence because I guess on another level, you know, it shows whether subconsciously or consciously that you've thought about these things. You've you've taken yeah. the time to ask these questions and you've had enough experience that you would find the need to have asked them. Yeah, I mean, I would love to say that, oh, we, we knew all this from the beginning. <laughs> we knew to ask these questions. But, um, uh-huh. uh, you know, we didn't do it that way. We, we, we basically failed again and again and again. Mm. Uh, we had a bunch of, like, client experiences that you won't see on our website, right? Like the, <laughs> where, um, you know, they weren't happy and we weren't happy. We, weren't, we, we just knew that um, the, uh, the projects weren't going well. And, and you know, we, we give them, like a clause where we say, you know, you can stop work at any day you want. We don't lock people in and mm. then they walk away. We walk away. So there's no like long-term damage done to the clients. But, um, you know, we, where possible, we want successful client projects because they breed more successful client projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we learned the hard way that, uh, you know, even if we bring like the best we can possibly do in terms of project management from, from developer, in terms of, uh, you know, breaking tasks down into stories and and coming up with acceptance criteria and like trying to figure out what's going to fit into like a week or two weeks of work. Um, and even if we do everything we can to make that happen, ultimately we're still developers, right? And we don't, mm. we we don't, we can't do all of that in house and also uh, program as well unless there's like a really solid understanding on their side of how software development works. Like, and and for that to work, they need to kind of have had some experience shipping software of some kind and when i say shipping software i don't necessarily mean that they were the ones that coded it but they need to have been involved in the process as a designer as a product manager something like that um and if they don't have that experience then we're just not a good fit for them because we know that the project has has uh, a, a likelihood of going south that is higher than we're comfortable with uh going into it so 
and and that means that we have to turn down a lot of work but the work we do say yes to uh, and and we we it goes through to a project that ends up with clients who are very very happy with the service that we provide right i mean it's just at least speaking from my own experience just the, there's a certain way you speak these days that is a lot different to how I remember, and okay, right? I, like, <laughs> what I, I, do you mean? I, I mean that in a very positive way. I, I genuinely do, because it sounds like, and the more you've been talking, and the more I've been listening, is it's as you say, you've you've gone through certain experiences, and and it's just, uh, I guess, you can only infer that it then changes the way you think, and there's there's this, there's a certain more, I don't know, I, I don't want to be rude. I hope I'm not a certain more roundedness, mate. There's this yeah, sure. and okay. confidence Indeed, as well. I was, I was in my 20s, man. Who, who knows anything in their 20s? Who yeah, can? true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. I know I didn't. Um, no, I, I only mean this in a complimentary way. As a, That's good, I guess. There's, I mean, there's a certain more confidence in your, in, your, in, in your voice or a certain a greater sense of self-awareness as well. Which yeah, I mean that, that does that to you, I guess. Just getting older, having kids as well. I think that's probably more than more than anything is that. Um, okay. Because you know, as we were talking about, like I think, um, so for me at least, I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, I remember very vividly. Um, I was working at this consultancy called New Bamboo. Not my consultancy. It was it was uh, someone else's, and um, I'd made the decision that I was going to go out and contract. And uh, like the sort of the key, the, the inflection point was uh, I was sitting in front of my, my desk uh, at, at this sort of online banking login. And it, I'd just gone through the application process for a, a bank loan um, just because, because, uh, you know, even with, uh, with a contracting kind of thing, you do, you get the work, you do a month of work and then they pay you a month after that. Right. So mm. it's, um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, so I got a bit of money to sort of tie this over while I was looking for work and, and all the rest of it. And when I clicked um, the button to say, yes, I'm going to go for this loan, um, you know, Mamiko was standing next to me. And, like, it, it wasn't the exact moment. It, it could have been, like, a few minutes before. But she had, like, the pregnancy test. <laughs> oh. and, it, and, it, and it just got, it was like, yes, we did it. Ah, all right. So so, uh, so for me, like, <laughs> it was like we I'd started my journey uh, away from full-time employment. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the moment... Ryu sort of was conceived almost not not quite the moment, but the the uh, the moment we knew that he 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 was on the way. Mm-hmm. So and and I recommend that like if you want to start a business or do anything that's a high risk of, of has a high risk of failure mm-hmm. or is something that's outside your comfort zone, don't do it at the same time as having kids. Just <laughs> just just that's a bad idea <laughs> because you're about to do two of the hardest things you're ever going to do in your life at the same time. Just, it's just really dumb. So, um, yeah, like I, I think, um, and that experience probably having the kids is probably what um, uh, I think. I think it made me a bit less of a perfectionist around business because, like, if I get anything done while also having small children, uh, I think that's that's a plus, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, yep. yeah, yeah, entrepreneurship wise, anything. Like, I'm I'm happy with like just the basics of surviving and and making a steady pay. To be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there's an alternative view to that. The, the flip side of the coin is you then know what you're made of. But, um, of course, sure, you, you okay. could also be a glutton for punishment as well, you know. Yeah. Positive and I negative mean, view of that perspective. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree because when I got into this, I mean, mine was, I guess, uh, maybe similar experiences comparatively at that point. It was, I think, when, just trying to think back. Yeah, our baby girl was, we just moved to Germany um, or not long after. 
we, our, our baby girl was not that old. And I just, yeah, I thought, okay, I think this is the way to go. And needless to say, we had some, some, some wonderfully harmonious conversations, uh, my wife and I, after that point. You know, that, that, <laughs> okay. that was, they were smooth. I mean, what possibly could cause her any stress? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, okay. maybe th- throw a few other things into that mix. And I mean, hey, you know, I didn't end up sleeping on the sofa. Okay, that's, that's a positive, I guess. <laughs> but there were lots of, I'm sorry, you want to do what? You w- and you want to do that now? I'm like, I, I think this is the perfect time. <laughs> Awkward silences. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I totally get what you mean. Though having said that, and the one thing about having kids has, has definitely taught me is that prior to having them, I guess in, as you said, in your 20s, right? You think, oh, you know, I've got all the time in the world. I'm fit. I'm, I'm young. I'm healthy. Oh my goodness. I know where you're going with this. Yes, I know. Like, totally. Go on. <laughs> all those things, right? You know, it's fine. If, if I don't get it done, like in the nine hours or whatever, I can just keep on going. Yeah. And then let's skip forward. And then there's daddy, daddy, this, or you've got to pick them up or you've got to drop them off or whatever. And it's like, now it becomes the complete inverse. I have hopefully seven hours go. And it's just, (laughs) what can I do? And just go hell for leather. Right. I'm done. Good. And I think I've kind of done one task on that list. Good. I've done one. Yeah. You know, it's this complete. You know, I have all the time in the world to... The the thing thing that I don't get, like, is, like, people who don't have kids say, oh, I I just can't find time for X. (laughs) What? (laughs) Really? (sighs) And and I try and think back to, like, what was I doing with my time? Like, I could have written a book. I could have I could have learned to play like all the instruments like like mm-hmm. literally all of them right in the amount of free time I had. Mm-hmm. But now like you just compare it and and it's like okay I've got to fight for every like thirty minute chunk of concentration time and um it it won't end it won't end until they leave like it, like because if it, like if it's not something now where they want your attention or they mm-hmm. want to play with you then you know, in 10 years time, they're going to be getting drunk and going to parties and stuff. And then you'll be worried about that instead. So like, there's no, there's no, it's completely relentless. And I, I would argue that, yes, you know, like, you know, like we have less time to work with, but the time we do have is, is far more productive than, than it was before we had kids. I think, I think that's definitely something that that's played out with me. Yeah. I'm, I admit I'm, at the moment, I've kind of been fighting it a little, but I realize it's a, it's a lost battle. It's just, yeah. I, it's just when I realize that I've lost. But it is. I think that was it was a wonderful moment when I appreciated the opportunity that it was, which was, you know, it's it's not that you have all the time in the world because what's that cliched line? If you have all the time in the world, it'll take all the time in the world. Sure. Okay. And then you have then the flip side, and it's it's definitely helped in to a lesser extent in code, but definitely in how I write and communicate, is how can I say this as succinctly as possible? Now I admit I don't always do that, but right. it's it's definitely a driver for saying, do I really need to go on at length like that, or could we just say it more succinctly, get the same job done, you know, achieve the same end, good, we're done, mm-hmm. and. It, it starts to, I guess, play into more and more things. It's sort of, what's the least that I can do to achieve the outcome that I need? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, because then, I don't know, it's it, it's like that, that cliched, you know, the, the movies 
you know the movies that you watch that clearly have had money thrown at them and you know the movies right. that you watch that had a very limited budget and did what did all they could hoping that they could get like just an oily rag to sort of tide them right. over and i would argue that generally the latter is the is at least for me have often been the better results but at the same time, kind of in business, you know, if we're talking about the scale of, of you and me, mm. everything is going to be like the low budget option, right? Like everything mm. is going to be this version, which um, which mm. where we're be- we're just struggling through, and we're trying to figure out what it is that will do be the minimum. Um, and uh, I, I don't know about you, but for, for me, like if there's a job that we're doing, uh, it's likely to be a job we're going to have to do more than once. So uh, a lot of my thinking about things like that are what can I offload onto other people? What can I either give to developers? What can I um, turn into a process that I can give to a VA or something like that? And uh, there's still a long way to go, but um, most of the client work when things are going well and people are established on projects does not at this point need my attention in any way, shape or form. And it took us a while to get to that point, but it means that like, the basic functioning of the business, the, the basic kind of revenue generating activity is divorced from my time and my attention, which is is, is really nice. Like if I'm okay. honest, um, it, it, I still have plenty of stuff to do all day, but it means that like having kids, uh, having like, oh, so uh, one thing that I'm not super strict about, I know, I know like, and it's okay if you are or, or, or whatever, like, but um, uh, as I have an office in my house mm-hmm. and my kids uh, will open the door and come into the office. Like during meetings, they'll do it while I'm concentrating and all the rest of it. Um, and I re- and there was a point where like I got upset about it and like, I had a chat with my wife about it. But then I realized that like um, they're only going to be this size for for you know maybe ten years, and they're only going to want to spend time with me for this period of of my life. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to be that productive. I'm not going to have like the best writing. I'm not going to, my meetings are going to be disturbed a little bit. Uh, and I'm just going to mess around with my kids because I'm able to do that for these 10 years. And and I'll, and I'll make up the work at, at night or something like that. Um, I think once I decided that, um, uh, and it also, also obviously coupled with, you know, me not being required for every waking moment of the business, mm-hmm. I felt a lot better about just like saying, okay, well, they're here now. I may as well just mess about with them for a little while. And uh, this is not so much a big deal now. It is right now because we're kind of in the holiday season. But most days they're at nursery and school anyway. So it's not that huge of a distraction. But I realized that I should just kind of, uh, you know, sit back and enjoy it a little bit uh, because, um, you know, it's, we're never getting this time with them back. Like in... 10 years time we'll be looking back at old photos going oh I wish I was spending more time with them and less time working I'm not going to be that dad I'm going to say man they, they are sick of me <laughs> they are sick of playing with me uh, and they are happy to, to see the back of me so that's that's kind of um, a goal I've had um, for, for the next 10 years I guess it's interesting to see you know sort of what motivates people and, and why they do what they do I'm not quite at that point but I think I'm like a like a hair's breadth away from it because I'll see like the, the right. place that we have is a is a is a three-story house and I'm right. my uh, office is right on the top floor and periodically increasingly in the last year you'll hear the footsteps coming up the steps and you know you've got about 30 seconds to finish up the thought because it'll take her about that long to get up and then it'll just be door open 
She has been pretty cool lately. I have been able to say, you know, can you knock when you come in? But that's more for the fact of if we bust into bathrooms and toilets when we go to grandma's and stuff. So we maybe don't kind of scare grandma or auntie out. um, out. But other than that, it's just like, yeah, I've got about 30 seconds. And it was hard at first because, you know, for so long you get drilled into, you know, this sort of sense of either quiet time or music or some aspect of concentration to do a particular task. And to come out of that is... It was grating for a while, but then after a while, yeah, it, 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 I think friends had, you know, the friends had shared similar sentiment with me as well. And then you look at them and think, yeah, it will only be, it, it, in a proverbial blink, it'll be gone. And then it'll be, yeah, 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 yeah totally. I'll, I'll be home later. Oh, okay, great. We'll, we'll talk then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Bye. And yeah. <laughs> as you yeah. say, it's, it's so. not really a big window of time to give when yeah. you think about it. So in, in the longer term, yeah. I mean, it's and and um, that uh, it kind of feeds into this other other ideas that I, I kind of realized recently. You know, we we talk um, people at our kind of level. We say that we're kind of senior, right? Um, mm. But for me, like I've been in this career in this industry for about ten years. And if, like, life expectancy, like, stays the same across my lifetime and the age at which we retire kind of say, stays the same, maybe 60, maybe even 70 um, by the time I get to that age, that means I have another, like, 50 years uh, or 40 years of this, right? Mm-hmm. Which means I'm not even, like, 25% of the way into my career. So mm-hmm. so I feel like like the, the 10 years they're going to be around, um like it's just not that big of a sacrifice to to just like play with them when they when when they're around and they they want to play with you right like mm. I, I'll make it up in my thirty in my late thirties or in my forties or whatever and 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 then I'll have been a good dad and I think that's a good that's a pretty good trade off to make I don't know I, I like how you say it as I sit here in my early forties but um, uh, okay we're still yeah um, <laughs> either or like it's yeah. one decade out of all of them right so you know. yeah true it's it's not really that much if you think about it and I guess there's that point you know you chose to have kids they didn't chose to be you know to be born um, yeah. is, is my line sure. that I that I think about quite often. Um, <laughs> don't think about it too much or they'll, they'll repeat it back to you right <laughs> yeah very true we're, we're almost at the, at the monkey or parrot phase um, yeah. but but that said um, so you'd say it's been a good experience if you okay here's the proverbial if you had the opportunity over again knowing what you know now knowing that you this is a pointless question because you can't but yeah would you do it over again would you feel it's worthwhile would you feel that you know how you have grown as a person and um, how uh, do you, do you, you mean have... the, do you mean the, do you mean the kids or do you mean the the oh, starting sorry. A business? Yes, uh, business. We'll kind of cut back to business. <sighs> it's difficult. Um, I re- it's, I it's think a pointless definitely... question. Yeah, sure, but uh, but, but, but you know, it might lead to. Um, hmm. I think I think I I try and find a way to make it easier, and I would try to for me for me to sort of step through, uh, and that might mean might mean just like delaying the whole thing by three years or something like that i'd also try and save more money because right now like our finance like my the company and my personal financial situation uh, is not great like uh, we're not we're not like it's not um it's not like we have to have uh, any decrease in our quality of life because of it it just means that um we have we have a reasonable amount of debt mm-hmm. um and if i could if i had just had a better understanding of finances at the time um then 
um, I may not have started the business in the first place, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest. But um, uh, I, I think uh, that would it, having that knowledge back then would mean that uh, I wouldn't be running into a number of uh, tax-related and sort of debt-related problems that I'm running into now. Um, but that's probably about the only thing I do differently. I try and find something that isn't um, consulting, that isn't like uh, selling time for money. Mm-hmm. But I did take a few runs at that. Right, I had like this idea where I wanted to do this. Um, this application that that taught you like Japanese using flashcards. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a couple of other SaaS ideas, but I didn't have the skills or like the knowledge at the time to really pull anything like that off. Um, so yeah, so basically the same as what I did in the first place, but with more knowledge about finance and a little, maybe a little bit more money saved up. That's probably what I did. Interesting, mate. That's very insightful. Um, and on hiring people and being a you know the, the owner of team lead senior person any any pearls of wisdom uh don't do it unless you're really really sure um <laughs> uh you're ready for the ride and it's going to be a long ride because there's probably a lot of things that um uh you don't know you don't know okay and it it takes a while to to skill up on all that okay very sagely um all right so i guess we're we're, we're coming around to about time um okay. so at this end or this point in in the chat, is there anything that you want to give a plug to, special mention, um, or bring attention to? Uh, say that again, please. Is there anything that you sort of want to draw attention to, such as you've you're releasing a book, you've got a new SaaS app, um, uh, is a new? Just I, I have. Anything? I literally have all of those things, but I, I don't think uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for for the attention from from other people. So no recommendations or plugs uh, right now. I'm afraid. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Well, I will just yeah. plug Happy Bear Software, and I'll yeah, add a link to in the show notes. Book us for work. Yeah. Be great. Sounds good, mate. Well, thank you very right, much then. for uh, being. Uh, very sagely and very forthcoming. It's been great to okay. chat. All right. I, I hope that was useful. All right. then. Yeah, mate. It's been fantastic. So what did you think of the fireside chat? Honestly, if there was nothing else that you got out of it, I want to just remind you again of that phrase where he said, if you're going to do this, realize that there are going to be just so many things that you don't know that you don't know. And you sure better be ready for the ride. I would love to get your feelings. I would love to get your thoughts. I would love to get your input. If you can leave me your feelings, your thoughts, your input at freethegeek.fm forward slash episode forward slash episode hyphen 0032, that would, my friend, be absolutely excellent. It would really help me to understand what you got out of the episode, what I can do to make more episodes like that, what I can do to improve and, and, and always do better. Now, speaking of doing better, speaking of feedback, I would super duper love it if you could give me some feedback, leave me a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Same as before, it helps me know that you're interested, that you enjoy listening to the show, what parts of the show that, or what episodes that you got the most out of, and why. Because I love doing this. I love sitting here. I hope you can hear in my voice. I love making these things. I love talking to these wonderful wonderful people so i can pick their brains and give this information to you so if you can let me know which ones most resonate with you and why with hopefully maybe if you could maybe four or five star review that would be cool and just to reiterate if you want to find out anything more about this episode if you want to know if you want to get a summary if you want to find the links to the points that we talked about go to freethegeek.fm forward slash episode forward slash episode hyphen zero zero three two 
And in two weeks' time, at 1500 hours CET, or Berlin time, I am going to have a chat, a wonderful fireside chat, my good developer mate, Andreas Heigl from Frankfurt. He's a very sagely individual, and I'm sure you're going to be wanting to listen to that. I'll see you in two weeks.